Absolutely. I see too many people that bounce around from company to company, you know, in the, in the same market. You know, the companies are advertising and doing the same thing, and you're just going to bounce from company to company where you're going to end up developing a reputation and you're going to be, you know, basically blackballed. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the Hunt the High Country podcast. This is episode seven. My name's Brad Carter, and today we're sitting down with my co host, Billy Kennington. And our guest, Ed Gramza, who is the Pro Staff Manager at Onyx Maps. We'll talk quite a bit about the Onyx Maps product, which is a product that I've used for the past five years or so in my hunting. Um, You know, it's sort of replaced my GPS to where I just use the app on my phone. I also thought it'd be fun to talk with Ed about his perspective on uh, the Pro Staff world from sort of both sides, where he's a Pro Staff Manager as well as a pro staffer for some reputable companies in the hunting industry so this one's a little bit different than what we've done in the past guys but i i think you'll find it interesting to hear his perspective and learn a bit more about the onyx maps products so thanks again for joining us guys you can check out all the information about onyx maps at huntinggpsmaps.com use coupon code altitude to save 20 percent on your application subscription so thanks again for tuning in guys and we'll jump into it here we are episode seven of the hunt the high country podcast so ed thanks for being with us today you bet happy to be here so ed is the pro staff manager at onyx maps and you've got a lot of other stuff going on too so why don't you take a minute ed and introduce yourself maybe talk a little bit about your background what you like to hunt and uh, we can go from there all right, perfect. So, like you said, I'm you know the pro staff manager for Onyx Maps. I'm also on staff with with Sitka Gear on their whitetail side of, of things. I'm with uh, Hornaday Ammo, Zeiss Optics. Do a little bit for Matthews, and that's that's about it. Um, you know, grew up in Wisconsin. You know, chasing whitetail is definitely my my biggest passion. But I do venture out to your side of the the world about every other year to chase something in the mountains. And actually, today was a good day. I got drawn for my Montana elk and deer tag, so right. excited about that this year. <laughs> Heck of a day. Yes, sir. <laughs> I, I mean, it, I didn't put in for anything too wild, you know, so I knew I was going to get the tag. It was just, I guess, waiting for the confirmation. Well, you never know. With the way things are today and, you know, some unit gets popular for whatever reason, it can really skew the odds, especially if it gets published in, like, a big publication or something like that. Well, I guess fortunately or unfortunately, I'm hunting in a in a unit that a lot of people do apply for, and it's generally a hundred percent draw. But I guess you never know. Those are the hunts that I like to do the most, actually, because you can learn the country and hunt it again and again, and you and you always know you've got a hunt going on. So exactly, and a lot of those kind of hunts, as long you know, there is a lot of people, but as long as you hunt hard and hunt smart, you know, you can do pretty well in those high pressured units. Well, I made the decision about a month ago when I was when I was talking with my buddies that are that live out in that area. I made a decision to do a rifle hunt this year instead of a bull hunt. So I know that time of year, you know, a lot of the locals would just be road hunting. So you know, we're going to pack in a ways and and get away from everybody else where nobody else is going to go. At least that's that's the plan. Right. Sounds good to me. Yep. Get away from the pressure. That's a always a good plan. I think. Exactly. We're friends on Facebook, and I've known Ed for a little while. And uh, so you've got this big whitetail you've been chasing out there. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that and a little bit about your 
history with him and yeah there's definitely a big white tail that i've been chasing uh my aunt and uncle i'm fortunate enough to have an aunt and uncle that have about 100 acres of land in in southwestern wisconsin you know that i get to hunt basically whatever i want but we all get you know, everybody in the family gets to hunt it in 2015 you know during the rut i had this big buck that i unfortunately missed with the bull it was a heartbreak it was a he was a big boy and he was back around this year and we got i don't know 200 pictures of him on camera only one picture during the day that buck was nocturnal forever i hunted him hard my family hunted him hard we never did see him you know once all the bucks we had were were nocturnal you know here in the midwest last year during the rut it was warm you know i take about a week off Around Halloween, it was in the seventies for an entire week. There was nothing moving. Oh, geez. Yeah, it was it was brutal. I mean, I passed on a couple small bucks the first day or two I was out there and didn't see anything the rest of my time. But fortunately, my uncle actually found his sheds about two weeks ago, so we know he's still alive. So I, I'm hoping that this year is going to be the year he gets an arrow in him. Heck yeah. One more year after him, that'll be three then, I guess, huh? Yeah. It, you know, but this year with, with my rifle elk hunt in Montana, you know, being in October, right around the rut here, I think for the first for the first time I'm going to bow hunt on opening weekend in September when it's a little bit warm and buggy, but the deer, the deer won't know what the heck is going on yet. So I'm thinking that might be my, my best chance to, to get him. I'm not much of a whitetail guy. I've hunted them a little bit, um, but never from a tree stand. What do you find that they're going? They're nocturnal year round. Generally, you know, during the hunting season, early in the season, they're they're moving around during the day. You know, when it's still kind of warm out, it seems like when you hit that October, you know, we have what we call the October lull, where you know, middle of October doesn't matter if you sit all day, you generally don't see much. That's about the time they start going nocturnal. You know, and then when the rut hits around Halloween, you know, the bucks are generally running around stupid. You don't see a whole lot of does moving until later in the day, but the bucks are generally running around stupid. Right. So you're just kind of locating them and then hoping during the rut they run past your stand, I guess, huh? Yeah. You know, you definitely, if you have a parcel of land, you you blanket it with trail cameras and try to pattern the deer. You know, I mean... A lot of times, if you can get a good pattern on one, I mean, they will show up at the same time every day. Um, you mentioned that you flung an arrow at him and, and didn't get it done. Um, you know, we've been hearing some stories about mule deer here that kind of change their behavior when, you know, something like that happens. Do you think that that's happened with this buck, or is he just he just hasn't made a mistake yet? Well, he made a mistake in 2015, but... You know, I made a bigger mistake. <laughs> I mean, I literally had him. He was he was close, and I I messed up. You know, buck fever, whatever it may be. I just think that last year the weather, you know, it was we had a I think it was pretty cold in in early to mid October, and then it just got it just got so warm. You know, we had a week and a half, two weeks of way above average temperatures, and and it just messed everything up. I think it's important for everyone to to realize too that we do make mistakes even the best of us make mistakes and it's you know sometimes it's just those experiences and different things I mean obviously he's on your radar now and I mean how much sweeter is that gonna be when you get it done in 2017 
Well, the unfortunate thing is for us, all our trail cameras, we've actually got bigger bucks running around the property than this one. Hmm. You know, so for, for me, you know, if one of the bigger bucks shows up, of course I'm going to try to kill him. But, you know, now it's personal with this guy. <laughs> yeah. I need to settle the score. But but he's he's pretty dang big. You know, but like I said, we've got a couple on camera that, that seem to be just a hair bigger. My dad's got a half section in Texas that we hunt sometimes, and it's pretty crazy, like – these bucks will just appear out of nowhere sometimes even with trail cameras you just never get a picture of them and then one day he'll just be standing there and they come walking out or whatever driving down the road and he's standing there looking at you sort of thing well we had one show up you know i had my cameras pulled right before christmas that's you know about a month after our rifle season you know looking through all the photos and we had one show up that we hadn't seen all year you know we got one picture of him it looks like he's got a big drop tine coming down on one side we're hoping to see him again this year yeah that's cool sounds like fun that's what i like to do in the fall but um you know like i said i like to get out in your neck of the woods as often as possible as well when you come out west what's your what's your kind of species of choice to hunt elk elk i've got a deer tag for montana as well this year but the unit i'm hunting is a trophy mule deer unit you know so i don't have i cannot hunt mule deer there but i've got a general deer tag so i'm either going to hunt a, you know a boring unit and hope that a big mule deer steps out or where i'll be ha- also has some pretty big whitetail in the river bottom so <laughs> i'm not opposed to going and shooting a big montana whitetail yeah montana is a great state for those combo tags and a lot of their mule deer units have whitetails and pretty liberal seasons on the whitetails it seems like right so let's jump into a little bit about about onyx maps i've been using onyx maps personally since 2012 at least maybe sooner than that and so but maybe i'll just let you introduce the product a little bit and talk about sort of how we can use it you know in, in your neck of the woods and in our neck of the woods out here out west to help us be more successful so, you know, Onyx Maps has been around, I believe, since about 2008. It's the typical story of, you know, it started in, in somebody's garage. Eric Siegfried, the owner of the company, guided elk, you know, had paper maps, one, kind of wondered why there wasn't a digital application like this. So he got a couple engineers together and they made the, the first chip. Back then it was hunting GPS maps. You know, they made a Montana chip, and it's basically snowballed from there. The app has been out now for a couple of years, you know, and they've, they've grown. You know, now on the application, they have all 50 states, so they're definitely definitely covering the whole country. You know, and I guess based on where you're at, there's definitely different applications to it. Here in, in the Midwest, Wisconsin, we don't really use it as much for, you know, deer hunting as you might. Deer hunting property here is pretty sacred. Generally can't go get permission from somebody. They'll chase you off with a shotgun. You go knock on the door and ask to shoot deer. But for us... If you go knock on the door and ask to shoot turkeys or waterfall, they'll tell you to shoot every dang bird you see. <laughs> you know, so that that's kind of the big the big use around here is to get permission if you're chasing turkeys or or geese in the fall. You know, because we just don't have the vast tracts of public land like you guys have out there. Obviously, in your neck of the woods, you, you're hunting public land. Have to stay on stay on the public land or stay in a game management boundary. You know, if you have a limited entry tag or something. So this. This kind of helps you do that versus a paper map where you think you know where you are. This is this is definitely dead on. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and the benefit is, for the most part, all of the DNR agencies out west use our product to determine if you're trespassing or not. I like to tell people, you know, the product can get you out of a ticket, but it sure as heck can get you into a ticket if you are trespassing. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that as well. 
let's talk about some of the features of like the app versus the chip. So essentially, Onyx Maps makes two products. There's a mobile app for your phone, for your Android device, device or your Apple device, or a tablet or whatever you want to use it on. And then they have a chip that goes into your Garmin unit that accepts micro SD cards. And then I guess I, I, I should mention the web app too, as sort of a third product, I guess, where you can jump on. It's almost like Google Earth on your computer and look around. And the cool thing about it is, is like if you're working on your mobile app, it'll sync all of your waypoints across onto the web map. Because I like the big screen and I'm on a computer a lot for work anyway. And I just, I'm more familiar with it, I guess, but I'll go out in the field. Say I find a wallow, like last year I was hunting deer. I'm going to hunt elk in that unit this year. I found an elk wallow that was really heavily used. So I took a picture of it through the app. So it stores a photo and saves the location of that photo. And then I can go home and it will sync across to where I can get on my computer and look at that same stuff. I found it very useful for things like that. I like pictures of wallows is huge for me because, you know, you're out there and you run into elk wallows and you can't remember which one's which kind of because it's just a right. puddle of dirty water in the mud anyway. But take a picture of them and then you can really remember sort of the activity when it was there, what day it was, you know, and the location so you can come back later. Mm-hmm. Another thing I've used it for a lot out here, uh, it's Billy and I, we were scouting a new area last year for mule deer. We had to climb up this steep face and we got kind of in this chute between two cliffs and it was going to get dark on us. So I pulled the app out. I didn't have service. I didn't cache the area beforehand or anything, but there's a little button you can push on there where it drops a breadcrumb. And so I dropped the breadcrumbs because I knew if we didn't come back down that chute, we might get cliffed out in the dark. So those are some things that I use it for a lot. And I, fa- I found it to be very valuable. You know, and we live in a small community, so you know almost everybody or you know somebody that knows them mm-hmm. i've been able to get some access usually not to hunt on land but being able to access public land behind that private land you can kind of see what everybody owns on that on the map because it's uh, all the county public records they're just all put together in one place right you can kind of see who owns what for example this unit will be hunting elk in this fall you know it turns out one of one of our, our neighbors well one of my dad's neighbors one of my neighbors growing up own some access there and so we've talked to him and he's granted us permission to cross it already and hunt on it you know it's something i would have never found otherwise and never really even looked for that's that's some of the stuff that i use the app for it's replaced my gps because i'm kind of cheap and i i usually don't buy like the expensive gps with the color screen and everything you know mine's just like the cheapest garmin e-trex you can get that takes an sd card so i've got to where i just i use the app all the time because you've got you know, full overlays, satellite imagery. You can take the photos like I like I was talking about on that wallow, which I can't do on my GPS. As long as you know where you're going beforehand and download that map area and save it, then you have access to all of that when you're in the field, even if you don't have cell phone coverage, which we don't have a lot of. Yeah, I think that's the biggest question that people get, you know, at Onyx Maps or, you know, you and I being on staff with them is, you know, does it work without cell service? And they obviously built in that feature to cache the maps, you know, from home before you head out in the field so that you have that information, you know, whether you have cell service or not. I think that's what a lot of people, they forget it or they don't realize how to do it, uh, but it, it definitely could be a lifesaver. Yeah, I, I've used some of the other products, too, that take forever to do that. I've actually been playing with the Onyx map 
app on my phone and it really doesn't take that long. And one thing that I've noticed too is, you know, I spend a lot of time on Google Earth looking at different things and even the satellite imagery is almost just as good, if not better than anything that I've seen online. So I've used it also to pull up, you know, even bed a buck or something and and you know where he is, a lot of times I'll use the imagery, you know, to guide myself in or different things, you know, to know exactly mm-hmm. where you're at as you're putting on the stock. Because as we all know that sometimes the scenery changes, but to have that tool in your pocket that you can just refer to, you know, sometimes it's invaluable. Yeah, having an imagery base map is huge because you can jump on there, find where, you know, obviously it shows where you are, but you can even drop a pin in a, on a certain tree and say, this, I know this buck's bedded below this tree. Then when you get around the other side of the mountain and everything looks different, you still know. You st- right. And you can even jump on there and know I'm 40 yards from this waypoint or whatever. Yeah, it's pretty pretty valuable stuff. So, Ed, as we've kind of said our experience with it, um, what are things that, that we haven't said that the product offers? Well, you know, you mentioned the, the web version. I mean, that came out last fall back in September, I believe. And that I think that's been a big game changer because, you know, I, I used to look at, at land on my iPad to have a little bit bigger screen, but it's a little bit nicer to have it on a computer and the ability to transfer waypoints from your, your mobile device to web or web to mobile is great. You know, cause if you want to plot a, a trail or put some points in there for camping or areas you want to go hunt, you know, you can do that on a computer and transfer to your, your mobile device. Plus with the web, version you can also plug your you know take your gps waypoints and plug them into that you know and and have your if you have a garmin you can take those waypoints and and transfer that over to web or mobile as well or vice versa so we've kind of tried to make this an all-encompassing using all of their products to you know have a solution for everything one thing that i and on xmaps doesn't talk about this a lot but one of my favorite uses for the chip is actually plugging it plugging the chip into one of those Garmin newbies that you stick to your windshield in your vehicle. So I was in Montana last fall on an antelope hunt. You know, we just hunted public land. You know, so you're driving around looking for antelope and public land. Well, we had it in real time on the newbie, you know, showing BLM or state land or whatnot. And I use that here in Wisconsin if I'm looking for little blocks of public for turkey hunting or something. You know, so anytime I'm driving around, I've got my newbie turned on with my chip and just show me, anything you know in real time versus having to look at your phone or have your handheld turned on that's cool yeah i that that honestly is one of my favorite uses for the chip i mean i, I love using the chip in my handheld but you know plug it into that that uh, car unit <laughs> that is that's awesome now i'm gonna have to get a new car unit <laughs> dang it <laughs> it's funny because i had told some of the sales guys about the fact that it works and they had no clue that you could do that i've never even thought of that before never even thought about it because the the chip the chip has to go into a garmin it, it basically looks for garmin software well a garmin handheld or a garmin newbie in your vehicle it uses the same software so huh, yeah makes sense let's talk about updates for the chip so the app obviously updates sort of whenever they update it as long as you connect back to the internet and let it sync up. If people are using the chips in their Garmin units, what do they have to do to update that app to get new information? Well, so updates happen for every state at least once per year. You know, when they compile basically enough data to have an update, you know, they'll push it through. A lot of times it happens in summer. They generally wait till, you know, say Wyoming 
has their regulations out. If there's any kind of changes to game managers, unit boundaries or something, they want to have that information prior to doing the update. So on, on mobile, you don't have to do anything because if you're accessing the data from our servers, the only time you would have to do anything is if you did cache maps, you know, right now, and now they have an update three months from now, well, you have to recache those maps so you have the latest information. As far as the chip, you know, they've done something different this year. So if you have a, a membership to Wyoming on the mobile and you also have a chip, now you get that update for free. Okay. And it, it's basically they're going to let you know when, when Wyoming updates, you have to go to the website, you know, plug the chip in the computer and go through the update process. Mm -hmm. uh, rumor is they're redoing the update process to make it a little bit easier because it, it can be tricky, but they're, they're going to make it right. easier. And if you are, you know, computer illiterate, you can call up the shop and they'll do a chip exchange with you. You send them your old chip, they'll send you a new one back. That's where the big payment structures changed just recently used to purchase chip updates separately and it was about what thirty dollars a state maybe yeah it was 30 bucks so now if you buy a new chip you get a year subscription to one state on the premium app and then updates for through that year i guess and then going Correct. forward because you'll build, build your account you're subscribed for that state going forward from there is that correct right this year they changed that to more of a bundle you used to have to buy the premium chip separate from the application mm -hmm. so now in retail they have the chip you know wyoming packaged with a card that has a code on it you can pick whatever state you want from that code they would imagine you'd pick you know if you bought the wyoming chip you'd pick wyoming for the mobile app but yeah so they've bundled that together so you can do it that way you know or for like the mobile app they have the elite membership which is all 50 states for you know for one price yeah that makes sense what are those prices? Could you go through them for us? Yeah, so now the, the bundle for the chip and the app is 100, 120 bucks. That's actually a $10 savings, and if you bought them separately. I know for a fact, I don't know what the price is off the top of my head, but Nevada is a little bit more expensive. I want to say it's like 10 or $20 more because mm. um, they have that Guzzler program out there, so you know the additional money goes to the Guzzler program. It used to be. $20 more. I would assume it's probably still that. Yeah, it's it's probably still 20 bucks more. And then the elite membership for mobile it, with all 50 states for mobile and web is 100 bucks a year. If you want to buy the premium membership for one state, it's $30 per state per year on mobile. Or like I said, $100 for all 50. So if you're hunting three states a year, you might as well just go for the elite probably, huh? To get you everything you need. Right. You know, with my experience with Onyx Maps, and we've been partnered with them through the Hunt Addicts website that I run and Altitude Outdoors for, I mean, it's probably been six or seven years now. Uh, sometimes we'll see customers come in with a few issues, and we talked about one of those already, saving your map. So I thought maybe we could touch on those really quick because it's usually a really simple fix, and I thought maybe we could touch on those just so people can know, okay, if I'm having an issue, I should try like this one thing first to make sure that everything works out rather than having to go through customer service. Right. Yeah. You know, so I mean, it's, it's an application and it's technology. I mean, it's nothing's perfect. They'll admit that that's why they have updates to it. You know, when you save waypoints and whatnot, you know, it kind of saves in the cloud and there's ways to verify that. You know, a lot of times what they'll tell you is to make sure that your stuff is saved and they'll tell you to basically delete the app and reinstall mm -hmm. it. Because you know, any waypoints or anything you have will come right back. That's basically a simple fix. You know, I think a lot of people will say that their cache maps don't work. 
well, there's a there's a button you have to push on there to basically turn off the rate the cell phone signal from your phone on the app and use just the cache maps. It's right on the you know in the menus to do that. I think you know it's basically the simple stuff that people overlook. Right. You know, if they do have problems, I mean, they they can call customer service, but at the same time, it seemed like last year they everybody wanted to call customer service in the same week. And, you know, it's still a small company. You know, they don't have 100 customer service people to answer the phone. So people were getting frustrated that they weren't getting their phone call answered or whatnot. I mean, obviously, with with myself and, and all the people we have on the, on the team throughout the country, I mean, some of us can help diagnose the problem if, you know, if there is a problem. But I would say if you're contacting customer service, they're great guys, and they can answer anything you have, but just be patient. I know a lot of the guys over there at customer service, and they're some of the most responsive people that I've ever met. You know, as far as if I've ever had somebody come to me with an issue and tagging them in Facebook or whatever, you know, they're on it within a few minutes usually. Yeah, I get tagged. Heck, I got tagged probably three or four times today by, by people, you know, that had questions. And, you know, if I can't answer or get to it fast enough, you know, generally one of the guys in customer service is on is online all day kind of watching this stuff, too. So, you know, if I don't have an answer to the question, I'll tag him and, and he'll chime in and get it taken care of. We carry the apps here in our retail shop here in Afton. And I so I do get a few people that come in and ask me questions. And that's the biggest two that I think you mentioned already was number one. If when a new update comes out on the app, download it. Um, and if you're having issues, yep. delete the app and reinstall it. And that fixes what I found to be 99% of the problems. Correct. Because I think that, you know, they may have gone in and changed some sort of setting or something. You know, it's fun to play around with it. You know, and they don't know what they changed. So obviously if they delete it and reinstall it, it gets back to back to normal. Yeah. And there's so many, I mean, there's so many features on that app especially if you jump into like the elite stuff but any any of the state by state because of all the layers you can choose from especially in a state like wyoming where we are you know we have different game management unit numbers for every species right there's other states that are like that they have boone and crockett layers they have habitat layers they have fire data i mean there's a lot of information that you can load and unload and and every one of those layers you can make them transparent to really customize the map to your needs yeah i think sometimes people get playing around in there and turn something off and forget to turn it back on or something you know i think people will talk about you know it takes forever to load well if you have a if you have too many layers on that's a lot of data that it has to get over the cell service you know to bring up on your phone especially when you've got like nevada on from shed hunting at last week and then you're going to go to colorado next week and you've always got you know like three or four states and you're trying to load all that information at once yeah, it's definitely best to, you know, if you're farting around on it at home trying to scout, it's okay to have multiple states on. But if you're out in the field, it's probably best to just have the state you're in turned on. Yep, keep it to the minimum so it loads faster. The biggest thing with me when, when I save my app or cache my map before I go out into the field, when you come into that, you can select the areas that you want to save. And when you click download, you need to stay on that screen until it's done. Because the first few times I try right. to do it, you know... I get ADD and I jump over into whatever, my Facebook app or Instagram, and, <laughs> and then I run out to use it and I don't have it downloaded because I've left that page. Those are the two things in my experience that people have had issues with and they're solvable every time. It's just a matter of kind of knowing what to do. Right. Yeah, and, and like I said, there's enough of us, you know, across the country, you know, on, on the pro staff that 
can answer questions. I wouldn't say everybody's as technically versed in it as you know as we might be, but for the most part, we've got people that can answer the questions without having to go to you know the corporate you know the customer service. Ed, I did have a, another question. You mentioned it previously, and you know where we're at a time where we're doing you know getting tags and different things. Where it's almost past that time now, and we're really going to have to start spending time scouting. Now we mentioned, you know, some of the the landowner stuff. Um, what are some other ways that the listeners out there can use Onyx Maps specifically for scouting once they have those tags? Well, you know, so for me, going out, you know, living in Wisconsin and going out west, I mean, it I can scout from home, basically looking at the area I'm going to hunt. You know, look for places that I think I want to hunt or place a camp or, you know, look for water or anything like that. You know, like like you mentioned, Google Earth. Well, it's, you know, it's like Google Earth in that it, you know, has a satellite overlay, but it gives you the topo information, the landowner information, public-private land boundaries, that sort of thing. So, I mean, it, it's a lot It's a lot more information than what Google Earth will give you, you know, so you, you can find, try to find those honey holes. I mean, one of our, our elite staff who has a television show likes to, he goes on a hunt just about every year in Montana where he, it's a, a landlocked piece of, I believe, BLM where he takes a helicopter into this this landlocked piece of BLM every year. Well, the only reason that he would really know that is because of, you know, looking at this app. Perfect. You kind of answered some of the questions that I wanted for those of you out there that are listening. You know, I've looked at this, and I spent a lot of time on Google Earth, but especially since I've been using Onyx Maps and different things, you know, even those hunt areas, you know, I mean, I've hunted this area uh, around where we live all my life, and, you know, I learned some of those unit boundaries that I didn't know before. So, you know, we could have been up there and could have made a mistake. And because of those layers on that Onyx Maps, you know, I was able to gain that information where I wouldn't have uh, via Google Earth. Right. I still do use Google Earth to kind of navigate and jump around and use a 3D view a lot, you know, in this area where we have a lot of topography and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But Onyx Maps adds a lot of layers that Google Earth can't even touch. I mean, you, Google Earth's pretty much imagery and then maybe some pictures that other people have taken. You jump into the Onyx Max software, it's going to show you, in a lot of states, it'll show you water sources. It'll show you roads and trail systems, names of areas, hunt units that you're in, fire data, you know, historical fire data, information like that that you're not going to find on Google Earth. But, you know, you mentioned the fire data. So it actually, you know, shows historical fire data. But if there's you know, when you guys have your wildfire season out there, it actually shows live information about any wildfires, where it is, the size of it, how much it's contained. It actually shows, I think it's kind of a yellow checkered um, areas on the map. It'll show, you know, basically how far out or, you know, the size of that fire. Yep, definitely a lot of a lot of neat tools in there that I, I think are important for hunters. And it's, it's just another tool that I think they can add to their bag to make them be a little bit more successful in the field for sure. Right. So, Ed, while we, while we have you, you're the pro staff manager for uh, Onyx Maps. And so, you know, I think a lot of guys, especially with social media, they're interested in, in uh, becoming involved with companies either on their promotional staff or in other ways to get, I don't know, what they're looking for, free gear or money or, you know, whatever. From a pro staff manager's perspective, and then maybe we'll talk a little bit about the other side because you are pro staff for some other big industry players. What's kind of your expectations and what are you looking for for pro staff members of, of your staff? Oh, boy. I mean, obviously I look for, 
involvement, engagement on social media. For me, I'm more active now on, on Instagram than I am on Facebook. I think there's just too much stuff going on on Facebook in any given day to filter through and see what it is that you want to see where I think Instagram is kind of more, you know, geared towards what I want to see. I want to see photos from the field, that sort of thing. You know, with our staff, it's pretty diverse. I mean, we've got people pretty much across the country, you know, duck hunters, big game hunters, deer hunters, you know, you name it. And not everybody's the same. You know, so on our team, you've probably noticed, I mean, we've got some people that are killer photographers, Okay, they're you know they're they're helping us generate content for social media, uh, but we've also got people that are really good at at social media marketing or sales. You can't just have a bunch of photographers and don't really know how to market on social media or you know vice versa. So I mean I try to get a mix of of everything. You know I mean yeah we have people that are good at all of it, but there's people that they're all good at something. Right. And for for me you know when I look at at who I want to bring on. You know, I, I look at all their content. I take a little bit of pride in trying to be different than a lot of the other companies in the industry right now. I think we're, we're respected in, in who we have and, and what we've done with our staff. I mean, we don't have, there seems to be a big push right now for, I don't even know how I want to say it, kind of projecting the wrong, wrong image in the hunting industry. I'm not go. you know, I don't go that route. I mean, I want legitimate hunters that are out there, you know, getting it done. They don't need to kill giant animals. It's not what it's about. It's about relationships, you know, their circle of influence, who they talk to, how they talk to people on online, you know, that sort of thing. You know, so I, I take that into account. I mean, there, there's just too much stuff out there right now that that I don't necessarily agree with. And, and you know, there's just a lot of companies that want to go down that road. If that's how they want to sell product, that's fine. But that's not how... You know, I want to do it with Onyx Maps. And I've made that clear with them that if they want to go down that road, then that's that's when I hang it up and, and walk away because that's just not what I'm about. Yeah, that makes sense. I think a lot of people think pro staff means they get free gear. But for in your perspective, you know, what does it really mean? Well, you know, when people see pro staff now, it, I don't think I don't think the term means what it used to. Pro is short for promotional. It doesn't mean professional. And I think that's where the disconnect is. They think it means professional. No, we're promotional. We are basically a an extension of the marketing. You know, yeah, okay, you can get some free product from a company. You can get some discounted product from a company. But in turn for that product, you know, there has to be expectations and, and accountability for, you know, for doing your part. You know, again, I think there's a lot of people out there right now that that think it's cool to be on staff with this company. They get their free product and you never hear from them again. Well, you know, obviously we have we have some accountability measures in place where, okay, you're going to get this product, but here's what we want from you. And if you don't live up to those expectations, we're not going to keep you on the next year. You know, so it, it is basically the social media marketing, talking to people online. If they see a customer that's got a problem, try to help them diagnose the problem before they get irate because they can't get a hold of customer service. Send us some photos from the field so we can use them for marketing or, you know, social media. If we have a special ask, you know, from marketing or, or headquarters, you know, let's let's try to help them out because obviously they have limited time and resources. So they use us, you know, being a Montana based company and trying to promote the product throughout the country. Well, they need us out in the field, especially here in the Midwest or, you know, the Southeast or the East, because they're not here. They need us to provide that content so they could market to the deer hunter or the waterfall hunter. I mean, I don't know that it's a lot of them, but there's definitely a segment of the hunters out there that view it as more about them. What I've found in my experience, in, well, in life in general, is if you really want to have a good relationship with somebody, 
whether that's a personal or a business relationship, you need to put them first. You need to look to where you can add value for them. And it's usually reciprocated. Right. You know, if you want to talk to me about being on a staff, tell me what you're going to do to help me or the company. You know, don't don't just come and ask for money or free product. What are you going to do for me in turn? Obviously, I've been in this position now for a little over a year, but I started off like you as a pro staffer. And I've sacrificed a lot of my time to kind of get where I am. I mean, I after being on the team for a year, I started traveling all across the country to do trade shows for them. Last, I think it was last year, I did seven trade shows in like three months. I was gone every other weekend. You know, that, that helped me get to where I am because I sacrificed my time you know, with my family to help the company. And that just goes back to putting in, putting in the work, I think, you know, and having some faith and some trust that things are going to work out well for you. Exactly. I mean, you've, you've been around as long as I have, maybe a little bit longer. And, and you've seen, you know, the evolution over the years of, of what this used to be and what it is now. From both of our perspectives, I mean, you've changed positions, but I haven't in relations to, you know, the Onyx Maps Pro staff. But uh, I can definitely tell a difference in the way that you're running it versus how it was run. And then also the growth and direction that it's headed in. You know, I've been impressed with what you've done um, as a pro staff manager. And that's kind of why I wanted to pick your brain a little bit on your perspective and what you look for and, you know, sort of goal setting and sort of that type of thing where you're, I mean, you have an idea and and a vision of what you want out of your staff members Right, and then you play you play liaison to the company and brainstorm with them on ways that you can have a better relationship. I've seen that evolve over the last year quite a bit. Right, there's definitely a lot that happens behind the scenes that you, as one of my staffers, don't see. I mean, it's it's a lot of work. It's not as glamorous as as you might think. I lo- I love doing it. Don't oh, get yeah. me wrong, but it is a lot of work. I think that's how a lot of things are. People from the outside look at it and think how awesome it is and it's all fun and games. But I think success in any aspect of life comes from work. Very rarely does something come easily. Even then you can't take shortcuts either. I mean, right. it's all about how much time you, you put into it and you know how passionate you are about it as well. And if you're willing to give up your time with your families, family, you know, we all know that that's important and and different things but if you're passionate enough to do that and put in the time you know good things do happen it may take time though that's what people don't really realize that sometimes you know sometimes it's you know you ask and you're not able to be on that pro staff but then you just you know keep asking and and time and hard work seem to pay off right no i totally agree I mean, you know, like I said, starting off as just a, a pro staffer when I, I was on it before there was even the application. And we, we didn't even have a chip in, in Wisconsin yet, you know, and, and just building that relationship with the company and, and putting in the time and, you know, getting to where I am now. I mean, I'm, I'm very fortunate to, to be in a position to do this with, with such a great company. With such a, you know, a bunch of great people across the country, we basically are all pulling on the same rope, which, you know, I, I can't say the same for other programs that I may or may not be on. But I, you know, I really feel like right. we're we're definitely all pulling on the same rope here. Your experience being a pro staff member for some other companies is it is that really helped you and kind of what you're doing as a manager for Onyx Maps? Do you think your experience there has helped a lot? Absolutely. You know, because you know, like I said before, I'm trying to do things different. I believe that that you can't over communicate things. 
you know, there's other, there's other programs I'm on where you don't hear from the company. You don't hear from anybody for months on end. You just scratch your head and wonder what the heck is going on. And, and I'm on, I'm on positions like that right now. I'm not going to name companies, obviously, but you know, you just scratch your head and wonder what's going on. I try to take the good and the bad from anything that I've done uh, in doing now or have done in the past and try to mold this program into being different. You know, obviously, you know, we have that Facebook page that we that we can communicate on. Well, that's a great mm-hmm. platform to talk to everybody at one time, you know, and, and everybody to communicate together. Being on staff with other companies has definitely helped in my evolution in this position. I didn't really know what I was getting into when, when Brad asked me to be pro staff for Altitude Outdoors. You know, I thought that about you know, free gear or whatever. But, you know, one thing that I, I don't think people realize that I've just loved about being pro staff but just the camaraderie and different things that you find with the other pro staff members but just people that you meet I mean I'm such a better hunter and I know you know I have people in my in my corner almost if I have any question you know to reach out to those guys and you know people that I never would have met otherwise you know that are as passionate as I am about you know hunting especially hunting the high country but it's just so good to have people that you can truly trust and that understand what you're going through and that you can lean on and you know that's one thing that I don't think that people really realize either is just the the friendships you make and you know sometimes that's even even better than any product that you could receive. I agree. You know, so we've got 80 some people right now and I've I've tried to take the opportunity to get to know everybody on the team and I consider I do consider them all friends. If it wasn't for social media or or being involved in the industry like this, I mean, yeah. You and I, we wouldn't be talking right now. Right. I feel like I've, I've met a lot of great friends and a lot of great people, you know, because of all this. I had the opportunity and I went to ATA this year. I didn't go for any other reason than to meet a lot of our staff and just connect with people that I've, you know, face-to-face that I've connected with on social media over the years. So what would you, what would your advice be to somebody out there, you know, maybe they have an, a Facebook page, an Instagram page? you know, or, or even if they don't, and they're interested in becoming involved, they find a company that they, they like the vision, they like their products, they like their mission statement, whatever it is, and they want to be involved with them somehow, what would you tell them to do? Well, you know, in today's, I guess, digital media age, content is king. The whole point of Instagram is, is photos. And, you know, companies look at, at the quality of photos that you're taking, I mean, take tasteful photos. You know, if you're if you're gonna do you know the trophy shot, gripping grins. I mean, make sure they're tasteful. You know, because being with Sitka, if you look at Sitka's social media, they don't have many gripping grin photos. It's a lot of lifestyle photos or you know photos from in the field while you're hunting. It's not a lot of the gripping grins. And I think that's a lot of what what they look for. I mean, even on X Maps doesn't post a ton of gripping grin photos. You know, I would say be be respectful of, of a company. You know, reach out to them and talk to them. That's what I did four years ago when I got into this. You know, I reached out to companies that I that I believed in and their product and and built a relationship with them. You know, just just talk with them. I mean, don't go to them and say, hey, you know, I want I want a discount. It's hey, here's what I could do for you. Here's my reach of people in the world that I could help promote your product to. Try to take great photos, you know, because that's that's what a lot of it's about now. You know, okay, we're going to give you a discount, but in turn, we want this much content, you know, photos or videos. You know, I think we're lucky to live in this era. I mean, as far as connectivity goes, I mean, the, 
the hunting industry is a small place, and uh, it's really easy to get a hold of people. I mean, send them a DM on Instagram. It's kind of gone are the days of calling the front office at the company during business hours and then asking to get pushed through to their marketing manager or their pro staff manager and then having to introduce yourself to them or try to meet them at a trade show and pitch them that way you know I mean you can be pick up your phone and have instant access people are busy and they can't get back to everybody of course you know a lot of companies and I mean I think they get dozens if not hundreds of inquiries a day for for product or things like that right you know let's be honest most of those inquiries go right into the recycle you know folder but if that happens, don't lose hope. I mean, there's there's other ways to get their attention, whether you find, you know, especially with Instagram, you find their the hashtag that they use and you start creating content and using it. They're going to see it eventually. They pay attention to stuff like that. Right. You know, so for, for me, when I'm looking for people, you know, I kind of take the approach that Sitka did. Sitka is a company where you don't necessarily go to them. They come to you. You know, because they, they've seen you online. I do the same thing. I approach people. Yeah, we get I get emails once in a while forwarded to me of people looking for a, a position. And I've added some of them. Some of them, you know, I've turned down because they just weren't what we were looking for. But for the most part, it's people that I'm approaching because I'll, I'll search those hashtags or just see random people that think, hey, you know, this this is the kind of person that I want on our team. That's the approach that I've taken. I mean, right now, my, my circle of influence, the tap on the shoulder for this is, is about run dry. I mean, I, I've got a lot more people I could talk to, but are they really what I want? But yeah, I, I do that. I, I look for I look for people online and, and try to reach out to them. A lot of times you don't hear back from them, but yeah, there's people that I reach out to. It's uh, fun to hear it from your perspective, and I think a lot of our listeners will be interested in kind of hearing uh, how you see it from your end. And then, you know, because people are so passionate about hunting um, and outdoor recreation, it feels good to be part of a team, to contribute to something. Hopefully that helps to get people kind of on the on the right foot if they want to get out and do that, start that journey of kind of starting to to produce content and get in touch with uh, some of the people they want to talk to. You know, and if there's any other piece of advice I could give, it's, you know, don't get too wrapped up in it. Don't have 20 companies that you represent because then you're going to kind of lose focus of what it is that you're doing because then you're not out hunting anymore. You're just, you're just a billboard and you can't, you can't keep that many companies happy. I mean, I'm fortunate that I've got the half dozen or so that I have, and they're all big, big hitters in the industry. You know, I, I can't take on anymore. You know, if somebody came to me, it's like, okay, I can take this on, but what am I giving up? You know, you just don't give up if you're truly loyal to it and you want to, you know, just work hard and you work on the content. And I think you can, I mean, the sky's the limit and you can do whatever you want. Absolutely. I see too many people that bounce around from company to company, you know, in the the same market. You know, the companies are advertising and doing the same thing and you're just going to bounce from company to company where you're going to end up developing a reputation and you're going to be, you know, basically blackballed. Stick, stick with, stick with what you believe in. Yeah, no, that's good advice. For the people that are listening and want to follow along with uh, everything that you're doing, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, obviously, I'm, I'm on Facebook. Uh, my Facebook uh, name is Edward Gramza. But you know, I said earlier, I'm more active on, on Instagram. And my username on there is egramza, E-G-R-A-M-Z-A. That's where I post most of my content and, and mainly where I'm looking at 
you know, when I'm looking at, when I'm looking for, you know, staffers or any other programs we got going on at Omnix Maps. Well, we, we appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today. One thing that we, the Onyx Maps has been generous enough to offer us is a 20% discount on their mobile app products to anybody out there. When you jump on, you want to try it out. Uh, you can use the coupon code ALTITUDE um, and you can save 20% on those products. So we appreciate you guys extending that to our viewers. We appreciate you taking the, about an hour of your time and talking with us tonight about the Onyx Max products and your experience with sort of pro staff end of the industry. Absolutely. It's been my pleasure. It's been a good time. Mm-hmm.